to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice. Right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryant, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Dia, and Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit with www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself. Whenever you listen to radio or music, iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on the Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. And I'm Andrea Smith. We have an amazing show planned for you today, all about storytelling, passion, and success. In segment two, we will be interviewing our guest, TEDx speaker and best-selling author, Peru, Perul Argowal. In segment three, Dia will be back with her newest edition of Silver Lining. And right now, I am so excited to be reading to you a chapter from Cynthia Bryan's book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. Buy copies at www.cynthiabryan.com. Click on Star Style Store. All proceeds benefit Be the Star You Are and this program of Express Yourself. The Gift of Passion. Are you familiar with those florid covers on popular r- romance novels? Real artists paint them, and these artists hire real people to pose for the iron jawed heroes and the doe-eyed heroines who cling trembling to those incredible biceps. I was one such model booked by the renowned illustrator Kaziko Sano. As he painted me, I learned his fascinating story, one not unusual for people who are following their heart but still have to struggle for survival. Kazuhiku was born in Japan, the son of an architect. He loved to draw from an early age. The older he grew, the greater his passions for art, and he resolved to be a professional artist. His parents were pleased, but they didn't want him to starve. Obviously, he should be an architect like his father, but Kazuhiko had no heart for the intensive math and science necessary to design such a successful building. His parents, concerned for his future, told him all the things parents tell children as they set off to follow their dream. In this case, the Latini included, an artist can rarely make a living. 
artists become beggars on the street, or worse, artists lead eccentric lives and often are involved in highly inappropriate activities. I hear similar stories all the time, especially from people working in the arts. Kazuhiku was crestfallen but obeyed his parents' wishes and applied to the architectural schools. Three different universities turned him down. Kazuhiku felt this was an omen and decided to follow his passion. He saved up and moved to California, where he attended art school part-time, working as a freelance illustrator to support himself. A noted artist took an interest in the talented young man and became his mentor. A few, le- a few years later, he got married and the couple honeymooned in New York City. His mentor arranged for Kazuhiku to meet with the head of a publishing house in New York. The editor looked at his portfolio of illustrations and announced, As your wedding present, I'm offering you a job. That was more than 25 years ago. Since then, Kazuhiku's work has appeared in all kinds of books and magazines. Besides romance novels, he illustrates histories, science books, National Geographic articles, CD covers, and creates artwork used in films. He is living his dream because he recognized his passion and his gift. He followed his heart despite dire warnings that he wouldn't succeed. I felt it was an honor to work with him. I hear stories like Kazuhiko's all the time. Despite what people tell you, despite what your parents want for you, you alone have the right and the responsibility to use your God-given gifts. Once you recognize your passion, you will yearn to follow it. After my dad died, I found that my passion was to produce a television series about people who were doing what they loved in life. I didn't know the first thing about producing. I knew I had to do it. I enlisted the help and expertise of experienced crew members. My passion for my project brought many people into our production company all volunteering their time and talents to benefit the viewing audience. Their pay consisted of monthly doses of inspiration and hope, along with fresh fruits, vegetable, herbs, and eggs from my farm. We joked that we were the only TV company in the world whose salary was passion. There was once a man with a passion for show business. Unfortunately, he couldn't act, sing, dance, write scripts, or design sets or costumes. So he decided to direct others in creating his vision. His quote-unquote lack of talent turned into a lifetime of movie-making magic and monetary rewards. Film veteran Stanley Donnan directed the classic film Singing in the Rain, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Charade, Two for the Road, and went on to win an Honorary Life Achievement Award at the 70th Academy Awards in 1998. In his acceptance speech, he commented that If you want to be a successful Hollywood director, all you have to do is hire the best actors and technicians and then stay the hell out of their way. He had found the perfect way to express his passion. What is passion? It is a flame in the soul that commits you to being and doing something profound. It is a zest, hunger, craving, yearning, longing, an enthusiasm, a fervor, gusto, zeal, an eagerness, and a lars
My passions have been many and varied. My resolve has always been to follow my passions and make them profitable, if at all possible. I can think of few things more fulfilling than to be passionate about what you do every single day. My various businesses have always reflected the love of what I do. Acting, teaching, gardening, designing, writing, producing, and animal husbandry. Passion provides an energy and a focus that makes you almost unstoppable. When you know where you're going, it's amazing how people help clear a path for you. When you are passionate and dedicated, it shows. What is your passion and how can you access it? Identify what you love to do. What activities, people, or situations are you naturally drawn to? I'm not talking about addictions and obsessions that can be detrimental to your physical, emotional, or spiritual growth. You'll recognize your passion not only by the incredible energy it gives you, but also by the way it enhances your life and the lives of those around you. Your passion is unique to you. It doesn't have to be something that others aspire to do. For example, kids want to grow up to be firefighters, astronauts, president, teachers, doctors, movie stars, and sport heroes. Because my dad's passion was farming and ranching, my son, Justin, has always wanted to be just one thing, a farmer and rancher. In today's technological society, farming is not a booth at career day. Yet, Justin followed his heart to an agricultural college and then to work on farms and ranches. Deep inside, we all have a dream. Our challenge is to identify the dream and follow it, despite the naysayers who may include those we love. They may tell us we'll never be a success or make money, which in some minds is the same thing, and that we should try something else. Don't listen to them. Follow your heart and live your passion, then figure out how to make a living so that it doesn't have to remain a part-time hobby. Don't apologize for your God-given gifts. You are one of a kind, and your skills must be shared. Irma Bombeck wrote, Where I, When I stand before God at the end of my life, I would, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could tell him, I used everything you gave me. Use your gifts in a life of passion. Exercise. Turn passion into profit. Can't make a living doing what you love? Try the following simple strategy. Number one, dream the dream. Write down everything you love and everything you have ever thought about doing or becoming. Take your time. Dig deep. Don't leave something off the list because, quote-unquote, everyone says you'd never be able to make a living at it. Step two, identify your path. If your passion hasn't yet become obvious to you, take an aptitude test, read books, or talk to a career counselor. Don't be discouraged if you have several passions that seem unrelated. Life has a way of merging our talents in remarkable ways. Step three, assess your talent. Talent doesn't always come with its own passion, and passion sometimes lacks the talent to back it up. If you have to choose between talent without passion or passion without talent, go for passion. Its energy can develop your talents and abilities in incredible ways. Step four, write a plan. Now that you have determined what you love, write your plan. How will you know which road to take if you don't know your destination? Step five, get educated. 
Decide what skills you will need to acquire before you can become proficient at your chosen passion. Step six, ask for support. Surround yourself with friends, relations, and mentors who realistically believe in you and your dreams. Never ask for or accept false hope. Step seven, believe in your ability to make it happen. It is up to you to do the hard work, take the risks and reap the rewards. Do what you love, live your dreams, then turn your passions into profits. I personally absolutely love that chapter. It really spoke to my heart and I felt like I could relate to this because I personally um, really want to become a political journalist and all my life people always tell me, oh, that's such a hard field to go in. Oh, like you can never make it this and that. And, um, and after hearing this chapter, it really inspires me to just really move forward with my dream and to just follow my heart and do what I love. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time for today's segment. Listeners, show your love for more segments by donating to Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy Charity that brings you this program at bethestaryouare.org. I'm Andrea Smith. Stay with us as we continue our program focusing on passion and storytelling. I'm Dia Hittivali. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel looking for entertainment news from a kid's perspective tune into kids first coming attractions on voice america's empowerment channel the kids first film critic review all the latest movies tv shows and digital media before they're released interview celebrities and share all that and more so you can make informed decisions about what you select to watch our reporters ages 8 to 21 bring you a kid's perspective on media targeted for kids and families Kids First Coming Attractions plays every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're 
listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello and welcome back to Express Yourself. This show is all about storytelling, passion, and success. In this segment, I am so excited to be interviewing Parul Agarwal. Parul Agarwal is a business growth strategist, an engineer by education, and an entrepreneur by passion. She is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and contributor for publications like Forbes, Entrepreneur and Good Men Project. Parul Agrawal holds two master degrees in engineering from Arizona State University, worked as a research scientist at ASU, and engineer for Intel Corporation. As an engineer, she could have pursued a corporate job and enjoyed a stable paycheck. However, her entrepreneurial spirit called her to venture onto the risky path of online business. She is the founder of PerulAgarwal.com, a cutting-edge business consulting and international publishing platform, a company built to empower authentic leadership on the planet. In the last three years, her company has helped over 400 changemakers entrepreneurs, and leaders build their business platform, write, publish, and market their books. We are so excited to have you on the show with us, Perul. Welcome to Express Yourself, Perul. Thank you so, so much. It's truly my honor. Of course, we're so excited to have you. So the first question we have for you is, you call yourself a business growth strategist. What exactly do you mean by that? And what do you do as a business growth strategist? Hey, that's a great question. So basically, um, a business growth strategist, as the term says, helps with growth of businesses. And these businesses could be small-sized businesses or large-sized businesses. What I specifically do is help authors grow their author platform and their business. Because I help authors who have a business or they might be speakers, coaches, consultants. When they want to write a book, of course, they want to write a book so that their message reaches a wider population, right? And the whole point of business growth strategies is to really come up with a strategy and, of course, have the right tools to implement that strategy to help these authors who are businesses grow as an author and as a business. And what inspired you to go from the stable corporate job to your online business and the career you have today? That's a great question. So I always wanted to do something for myself. And um, I never saw myself fit into a nine-to-five kind of a job. Um, I wanted to be my own boss, essentially, while at the same time, you know, uh, creating employment opportunities for others and um, also have the freedom of uh, thinking, freedom of mindset to do what I really wanted to do. So basically... The thing that most inspired me was um, to really do what I was truly passionate about and help the community, help the world, use my skills for upliftment of the society. Wow, that's a really inspirational journey. I really love the idea of doing what you're passionate for in life and not really like listening to whatever's normal, but just going after what you truly believe in and like your childhood dream. Another question I was wondering is, how was it being a teen growing up in India? 
Oh, growing up in India as a teen, uh, when I grew up, I mean, in, in my 90s, essentially, that I was, uh, I would say, like, uh, almost 30 years back, um, I, I come from a Catholic school, like a missionary school, and a joint family, and uh, everything. I mean, the schooling, the family, it was pretty strict. It was pretty guarded very uh, full of values, full of culture. And I, when I grew up as a teen, I was more of a um, uh, very naive, innocent, I would say, uh, just focused on my studies um, and some extracurricular activities and really, um, you know, unaware of what was going in the outside world. I would say I was uh, living in this little world of, myself, my school, my home, and that was my whole world. So um, when I grew up, it was more of a guarded place. You know, uh, teenagers uh, did not have that much freedom. Uh, we were not allowed to party out, um, be back home by 6 p.m., only go out if you have any um, extra classes and stuff like that. So, yes, it was a very, um, uh, you know, um, close-knit kind of an environment, I would say. That's so fascinating. And I recall you talking about your childhood in your um, TED Talk, which I also found really inspirational. And something that stood out to me when in your TED Talk was that you mentioned you had an arranged marriage. And that isn't something that we do here or it's not very common in the United States. So I was wondering if you could tell us how that works in India and how has it been for you? Are you still married and are you happy with your marriage? And do you recommend arranged marriages? That's a wonderful question. So basically, see, growing up in India, as I told you, it was such a close-knit uh, kind of an environment. And... Uh, I grew up with the mindset that, yes, I have to go for an arranged marriage and uh, my parents would uh, choose the uh, appropriate match for me. Of course, I had a say. I mean, if I didn't like the person or the guy they had chosen for me, they, it, uh, I had complete say. It was not like anybody was forcing me into anything. Uh, but um, the way it was is, uh, you know, the uh, first parents, of the families meet together and if they like each other, I mean, if uh, parents of the boy and the girl, they like each other, then they move forward to the next stage, which is essentially uh, meeting uh, the groom or the bride. And then they move to the third stage, which is essentially uh, letting uh, the girl and the boy talk to each other. So um, I believe, you know, um, when I was growing up, I was all about, yes, you know, we have to do things a certain way and we have to be sure that um, um, our families are happy and the parents would be the decision makers. And my whole intention was uh, the person that I'm getting married to or would get married to has to be educated and has to, you know, respect my family and my parents uh, the way I respect them. And when I first met uh, my husband, we are still married. It's been 17 years now. Uh, um, I saw that, you know, I saw that he was truly respectful, truly kind. And um, I think, you know, uh, when you know, you know. It, it was a very wild decision, I would say, because we didn't even get much time to know each other. I got practically married in seven days of meeting uh, my husband for the first time. So it was, um, you know, a, just a shot in the air. As they say, marriage is a gamble, whether you know the person for seven days or seven years. And uh, luckily, in my case, it all turned out to be good. Wow, that's great. Actually, it's kind of relatable because um, both of my grandparents, they all had arranged marriages and my uncle and aunt have also had arranged marriages. So I've like witnessed a lot of like people who have had arranged marriages and um, they're all like happily married. So I think that's like really great. Another question I have is um, what does passion mean to you? 
You know, passion for me uh, means something that uh, brings me joy. Um, I mean, uh, you mentioned my TED Talks uh, initially, uh, and my whole TED Talks is about uh, finding your passion, um, or rather engineering your passion. And I believe that when your body, mind, and uh, soul are in sync with each other, and you would really enjoy and find joy in what you're doing, then that converts into passion. So uh, while I was doing my engineering, I was really passionate about my engineering career because I was putting my heart, soul, and mind um, into engineering uh, while I was doing my health coaching, same. And now when I help uh, people you know, uh, with their businesses and work, I just uh, do the same thing. So, you know, I believe that passion kind of evolves. It's not something you're born with. Uh, and as Adam Grant says, uh, passion is often the product of hard work, not its driver. So whatever you put your hard work in often turns into your passion. That, I think passion is so important. And speaking of your engineering career and your studies in engineering, I remember in your TED Talk, you talked about going to university in India, and that's where you felt like you failed, like really, truly failed for the first time in your studies. And I was curious, how does the university in India compare to going to Arizona State University here in the United States? Oh, uh, university in India, especially the undergrad degree, was uh, truly gruesome, you know. Uh, we had a certain subjects which we have to finish, and only once we finish those subjects can we graduate or move into another year. Uh, when I came to Arizona State University, it was more for my master's degree, and I love the fact that uh, we have so many options here. It's not like, hey, you must do this to finish your career or your degree, but you have so many options. If you really like uh, languages, you might take it as a site program or a, you know, a supplemental course. There in India, you know, um, uh, at least when I graduated, I'm sure things have changed now. Uh, if there are eight subjects, irrespective of whether you are good at that at those, you have to, you know, uh, pass those eight subjects and uh, if you don't pass then you have to kind of repeat the year so um, I would say here in the US we have uh, more choices and that makes it a little bit more fun and easy to grow in um, your life essentially because you're not bogged down by um, bad grades all the time Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, My parents, they also, like, they both had their, like, undergrad in India, and then they came to America to do their master's degree. So it's, like, very similar path of education. And my mom always described, like, her, um, like, going to universities in India as being, like, very, like, difficult and intense. And um, it was, like, not as much time for, like, free time, but then... She said that when she came to America for her master's, it was, like, a lot more easier and, like, relaxed in a way. And, yeah, even for the amount of choices today, like, when I'm, like, looking at colleges and I, like, see all the majors offered, my mom is always, like, there's just so many. There's, like, all these, like, very, very specific majors. And I feel like that plays a big role in making college more fun when you're studying something that is truly interesting to you so on that similar note how do you think teens today can motivate themselves uh you know um what i feel uh, i have worked with lots of teens in the past uh, helping them uh, with their books or certain other community projects and i think that teens today are extremely extremely intelligent extremely creative, and they have to their disposal the world, you know, the power of internet. And um, uh, 
at the same time, you know, uh, it's very easy to get bogged down by peer pressure because everybody seems to be doing something extremely great. I would think that uh, the first and foremost thing is teens today should not get um, upset or sad or disappointed uh, by what is happening um, in other people's or their friends' lives, you know, uh, or just by looking at the social media and, uh, you know, a person might have 100,000 followers at TikTok and they might not be there. So these things are not really so important. What is really important is, again, going inside, listening to your inner voice and finding that joy. And I highly recommend, of course, like coming from India, yoga and meditation is such an intrinsic part of uh, my upbringing. And I think that um, in today's time, if we can be mindful, if we can be, you know, just spend, even if it's 20 minutes a day, sitting down, reflecting on the day, um, meditating, being grateful for what we have, that will really help us, um, or teens for that matter, do better in life and in anything they want to achieve, they can truly achieve. I completely agree with you. I think that especially nowadays, especially surrounding college, there is a lot of pressure to do to achieve different um, expectations that our society places on us. And it's really difficult to find what you love with this enormous pressure placed on you for financial stability and having a stable job and this and that. And I feel that with the global pandemic and with everything being online and speaking about motivation, I feel like the pandemic has had such a great effect on teens in our work ethic, as well as just motivation to do things and um, peer pressure as well with the influence of social media. And so I wanted to ask you that, how do you think the global pandemic has affected teens with regards to motivation? Um, I think, you know, um, I see both good and uh, bad, um, uh, positive and negative. Uh, because um, at least some teens got to stay home more. They got to experience life in a very different way. Uh, for a certain period of time, uh, sports were prohibited. So they just got to navigate within themselves and really understand what they want in life, which is extremely important. And the sooner we know, the easier it is for us later in life. While at the same time, you know, um, Getting cut off from uh, your friends, your teachers, uh, uh, your colleagues has uh, really um, affected the mental health of teens. And I would uh, imagine everybody. I have some teens in my family uh, living in uh, different parts of the country like California. And they have uh, told me that they have not been out for almost, uh, you know, six months or so. Uh, so that has definitely affected their mental health. But at the same time, I have hope that once we are done with all this and once we are back, we will appreciate life more. We will appreciate relationships more and we'll put everything behind our backs and move forward and look at life with a whole new meaning and enthusiasm and motivation. Yeah, I completely agree with what you were talking about. So I feel like the pandemic has, like, there's always silver lining. Like, it has allowed me to, like, slow down my life and, like, learn more about myself. But at the same time, it can be, like, lonely and, like, a bit frustrating, not able to, like, see a bunch of people from school every day. But I completely agree. Like, once you go back, there's always, in order to have good times in life you have to have bad times so even though you had to experience like loneliness for about like a year or a year and a half it just means that you're going to enjoy the good times in the future so much more so 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. So regarding teens, how do you think like teens and just people in general, peer pressure can be a lot to handle, especially when you're just young, you're growing up and like what your peers say of you can really impact you. How do you think is the best way that teens can handle peer pressure? Great question. You know, um, and uh, again, I tell them that your biggest competition is just you. You you have to uh, forget about the entire world. And this pandemic taught you, you know, at the end of the day, you are probably left with only you and yourself. So if that's the case, why should we get um, distracted by all these outside noises that are happening in the world? Well, has their own path and uh, destiny that they carve, you know, and therefore it's, we should just carve our own path and not worry about what other people are doing because at the end of the day, all of us come with their own destiny and, uh, Really, I mean, when I was growing up, some of the uh, top students in my class were are really not doing anything today. And I was, I, I wouldn't say I was the top student. Yes, I was a good student, but not one of the top students. And I feel like, you know, my life is successful at the end of the day because uh, yeah, I'm doing way better professionally financially, and as far as my family situation is concerned, touch wood, that's also great. So, you know, these things are very momentary, so we should not really worry about all these things because at the end of the day, you never know what life has in store for you. And looking back to yourself as a teenager, would you say that you felt yourself comparing yourself to others? And did you feel that pressure from your family to go a certain path? And also, what would you say was your greatest failure as a teenager? Uh, Yes, I mean, you know, uh, of course, as a teenager, I was always comparing myself with other teenagers. Uh, Being a girl, you know, we are not only... uh, uh, pressurized uh, for uh, the studies, but also for the looks, the way the other person behaves. So definitely there was uh, a lot of um, comparison and pressure, right? And uh, rather than um, now that I'm a mom of two children, I think the biggest uh, advice that I have, it's not really for teens, but for parents, like not to compare their children with other children. And this comparison starts, like, right from birth, honestly speaking. So um, teenagers can have a better life if they have a strong family, you know. And therefore, uh, the advice that I would have is truly for parents and to stop comparing their kids with anybody. And, um, uh, of course, I mean, uh, there were um, expectations from the family uh, to study a particular subject or take a particular path. But at the same time, I would also say that um, uh, those expectations were not uh, unreasonable. And uh, when I failed in my first year year of engineering, uh, my parents were supportive and they were like, hey, it's okay, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. If you want, we can always go back and uh, you can pursue something else that you really love. But it was my choice and my decision that I decided to uh, go ahead with the engineering career, and that sub- and they supported that as well. So uh, I would say uh, for me, uh, even that pressure uh, that I had or expectations that I had from the family were o- only beneficial for me. Um, there was a right balance. But uh, at the same time, I had seen so many uh, teenagers, especially in today's time, uh, um, they are not able to live up to the expectations. And uh, all they have to do is really understand that each individual has a genius, is genius, and they will find their way to share their genius with the world sooner or later. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's really amazing how everyone has their own type of talent, but it's all shown in different ways. I heard about like an Albert Einstein quote that said, nobody is truly, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, then it will live its whole life thinking it's stupid. So it's basically just saying that you shouldn't really compare yourself in every single like t- talent. Your talent may be different from someone else's. So it's important to just um, stay true to the talent that you have. So I've heard from your TED Talk that you've helped a few teenagers publish books. And that's super interesting. I've always like wanted to publish a book. So what ideas, I mean, what advice do you have for teens who want to publish a book? Uh, that's a great question. And I ha- love helping, you know, teens or even pre-teens uh, publish their books. And uh, uh, the biggest advice that I have uh, for anybody, essentially, is to uh, just sit down and finish writing. Because uh, sometimes what we think is, like, uh, we'll, uh, we want to edit our work while we are writing it. And in that case, we end up becoming our biggest critique and never finish the project or the manuscript. And uh, the best way to really uh, write and finish a book is to sit down, write it, and then not think about it for a few days, maybe a week, 10 days, and then come back to it and revisit it with a fresh mind, with a fresh viewpoint. And uh, uh, once you have done writing, Send it to your friends, send it to you, the, the better readers, as we call um, in publishing uh, industry uh, for their reviews and for their feedback. But uh, uh, don't be too harsh on yourself, okay? Uh, people always ask me, especially teenagers, like, hey, I don't have anything special. Why will uh, people read my book? And uh, I always tell them, you know, it's not about... Um, uh, sharing a new story or doing a groundbreaking research, that's never the case. It's always a new way of telling the same story. You know, uh, uh, let's say in a nonfiction book, you know, if until and unless you're doing a research or inventing or discovering something, it's always the same thing that has been said in the past, right? So it's always a new way of saying the same old stuff. And your readers will resonate with you. And you should have this mindset that even if you are able to inspire one person or change the life of one person by your book, your task and your deed is done. So just um, have that um, enthusiasm while you're writing that book and uh, finish it. And then once you're done writing, from the publishing aspect, it's extremely important to have a good cover to uh, make sure that the book is edited well and formatted well. So those are like the uh, nitty-gritty things uh, that come when uh, we are actually publishing a book. But the most important thing is um, you loving your project um, more than anybody else. And as a best-selling author yourself, what would you say were the obstacles that you had to face in publishing your own book? Uh, When I published my very first book, the biggest obstacle I had was uh, I had no idea how to essentially write and market a book. Uh, Even though writing was not very difficult for me because um, I love writing, once I was, uh, once I had written my book, I was uh, like, okay, now I have this book. Did I write this book for four of my friends and family members? So how do we market it? How do I share my message with a wider audience? And then how do I uh, get out of my home and promote this book? Uh, so basically learning, and that, that's how I uh, ended up learning the publishing and marketing world. Um, but... Again, you know, uh, even though that was an obstacle, in hindsight, that became my biggest strength because that is what I help people do now. So um, every obstacle uh, leads to something beautiful. 
and um, I would suggest that um, teenagers who are planning to write a book, the most important thing for them is to have a good team. And what do I mean by team is, of course, if they are writing the book, as I mentioned earlier, having a good cover designer, an editor, a person who could format the book, better readers who could read and review the book. You know, once you have that support system around you, even if there are obstacles, things become easier and uh, way more fun and joy. Wow, that is, yeah, I admire you for publishing, going through that entire process and publishing your books and becoming a best-selling author. That is such a journey. And, um, and so what's next for you in your career? You know, um, uh, I think I, at this point in my life, I really want to give back more to the community and the society be it in form of helping publish more books that are inspirational and motivational for the world, so be it. Or if it is something else, I feel that, you know, when the time is right, I will be guided to what is next for me in my life. Uh, recently, uh, I would say March 5th, so five days back, I launched a book which, which is also titled Engineer Your Passion. And that talks about my journey, that talks about how we can uh, really start a business and grow it. And that is what I'm hoping to help people with, you know, really, uh, especially after this pandemic, so many people um, have lost their jobs and really want to um, start on an entrepreneurial journey. So help them um, with their branding businesses, uh, help them, uh, you know, if need be, publish their books and have a living, you know, um, so they could be, so they could live happily, really. Well, thank you so much, Perul. I absolutely loved our conversation today, but unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. Find out more about Perul Agrawal at her website at www.perulagrawal.com and follow her on Facebook and Twitter at Author Perul. And be sure to also check out her TEDx talk on how to engineer your passion on YouTube. You have been Thank listening. you so much. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming. You have been listening to Express Yourself. Please show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501c3 Literacy Charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org. Keep listening in for more in segment three. Thank you, Perul, again. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel 
Looking for entertainment news from a kid's perspective? Tune in to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. The Kids First Film Critic Review, all the latest movies, TV shows, and digital media before they're released. Interview celebrities and share all that and more so you can make informed decisions about what you select to watch. Our reporters, ages 8 to 21, bring you a kid's perspective on media targeted for kids and families. Kids First Coming Attractions plays every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm Andrea Smith, and today's show is all about storytelling, passion, and success. In this segment, we have Dia back with her newest edition of Silver Lining. Take it away, Dia. Today, I will be talking about fables. Fables are short stories that often have a moral lesson attached to it. They are commonly told to kids, but I feel as if anyone can be entertained by a good fable. I completely agree with that. And what is your favorite fable, Dia? My favorite fable is something that I've read a lot while growing up. It's called Aesop's Fables, which is one of the most popular fables as a kid. This fable I'll be reading today is called The Lion and the Mouse. Once, when a lion was asleep, a little mouse began running up and down upon him. This soon awakened the lion, who placed his huge paw upon him and opened his big jaws to swallow him. Pardon, O king, cried the little mouse. Forgive me this time. I shall never forget it. Who knows but what I may be able to do you a turn some of these days. The lion was so tickled at the idea of the mouse being able to help him that he lifted his paw and let him go. Sometime after the lion was caught in a trap and the hunters who desired to carry him alive to the king tied him to a tree while they went in search of a wagon to carry him on. Just then, the little mouse happened to pass and seeing the sad plight in which the lion was went up to him and soon gnawed away the ropes that bound the king of his beasts was i not right said the little mouse thank you so much for sharing that with us i love that fable and what was the moral of this fable Um, The moral of this fable was that little friends may actually prove to be great friends. So the little mouse was someone that the lion didn't think would actually help him a lot. But at the end of the day, the little mouse ended up to be a great friend to the lion. I always love the morals of like different fables and what it teaches us growing up especially for little kids um so thank you so much dia for your segment unfortunately we are out of time for today's show thanks for listening to super smart sundays here on express yourself please support be the star you are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at bethestaryouare.org. Please consider a donation. 
You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions' Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. And thank you to our guests from across the world. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Tell stories and live with passion. And as always, remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between